<laughs> Hi everybody, it's Rob. I I quite like that these podcasts I've purposely made them unorganized and chaotic. And I, I'm I'm hoping that you guys that visit that become visitors and follow my podcast realize that it is just simply a chat. That's all I want it to be. I don't ever want it to be sort of hectic. And the hectic is on my website. I've just 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 finished making a video on the site. Uh, and it was like, I knew it was stress. That's That was the video I made for my, because I did some research and it just comes up again and again and again, stress. Incidentally, the, sorry, here's, this is not what today's about, but it was, the story is three to 5%, three to 6%, I think so, well, let's work on five. 5% of the world, no, the first world has fibromyalgia, people that live in stressed environments, 5%. 5%. Of those, a quarter of them are unable to work because of the level of their condition. And that's what I, those are the people I want to help. Now, sadly, I'm so worried that they won't be able to get the energy to be helped. And I don't know how to overcome that. I, I, know, I know that what I do and what I can teach them will help them. I just don't know how to kind of motivate them to 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 work through that and get there. Okay, so sorry, told you a chat. Let me tell you what my chat is about today. In the research and all of this, I came across an article that said the early signs that you you start to pick up when you think or know you're getting fibromyalgia, and it triggered my series of events I went through late last year when I started to get all the signs of fibromyalgia and I had no clue what was happening to me. And it's funny now. What the hell? Why would I think it's funny that I, but I, I am that kind of person, my bad, that I'm amused and by what's happened to me and what's happening to me. I can't change it. So uh, my opinion is if I'm going to freak out and complain all the time, well, then I'm going to be more unhappy than if I kind of, you know, just ride it and go with the flow. I think I pointed out in a recent podcast too, um, I've already have a new normal. And when I say normal, my new normal is a new level of pain that I can endure and expect it to be a normal day. So when somebody says, how are you today? I say, I'm fine because I'm at my level of normal. The fact that that level of normal would have been, I've got no idea, very, very sick in my old days. You know, there was like a bad flu. Well, I'm not very bad flu. My normal's not very bad flu. My normal's just flu. Um, flare days are very bad flu and worse, much worse, obviously. Because um, the problem also, flare days come with other things altogether. They can like whack you if it's like really getting beaten up by a gang of people. Okay, so we go back to my original chat that I wanted to come and talk to you about. And that was the, the original symptoms. So let's start with the... <laughs> well, let's start with me telling you the honest truth. Is I'm, what's the word? Obese. That's um, a terrible word they use. I like to just say I'm fat and a little bit unfit. But in fact, if I'm correct, I was pretty fit at the time. 
because I was trying to fix symptoms related to the other things that are normally wrong with me. So let me say that I've got gallstones and I might at any time need an operation to remove my gallbladder. Um, and the, I had a problem with that. I went to the hospital and they threw me out because my blood pressure went sky high. But that's just fear of doctors and surgery. That's honest. I can tell a true story. I can explain it if you want, but not now. So I wanted to be as fit as possible. And if I did have to have an operation, at least my body was physically able to handle as much as, it, as I could, even though I was still overweight. So I was going to gym and doing all sorts of things. Uh, on top of that, I am diabetic, but I don't believe I'm a bad diabetic. And I was, because of my diet and trying to exercise, I cut far down on, on, on I was eating healthier. Let's go there. Um, healthier than I eat these days. But because I was taking it very, very seriously, and incidentally, it was making no difference at all. I wasn't losing weight, but I was feeling better and fitter. So <clears throat> I had all of that. And then we had this home invasion, and it was obviously extremely traumatic. And the conditions I was suffering from straight after that were directly connected to what people call PTSD. And I understand I had that post-traumatic stress disorder. I, um, seriously, I had it bad. Uh, any noise, I was twitching. I was up at nights looking out of the windows. Uh, uh, if I went out of the front door, as soon as I stepped over the threshold into the yard, front yard, front of the house, I started to shake from fear. So... Obviously, all of that compounded, you see, because that's where they ran around the corner and forced their way into the house. These five guys with guns and knives, guns mostly. So, so you can see I had all of these things that I could directly attribute to PTSD. And for a very long time, I did. And, and I still have a little bit of what I think is, an, is, is still the leftover of PTSD. Um, there are things that when I hear them or think of them, hell, it's been 14, 16 months. I don't know how long now. It's been a while. I don't know how many, 14 months, 15 months. Oh, it's too hard to add up. Anyway, so that's cool. All of that existed, right? But at what point could I say that this is not PTSD now? I've got fibromyalgia. Of course, I had no clue. So the first step was that I stopped walking the streets because I was walking around the block to to be fit, to keep healthy. I wasn't walking like hectic, you know, coming home after an hour of you know, fast walking, sweating, although sweating I probably did. Um, it was just a 35, 45 minute, I don't remember, I think half an hour. It was a half an hour walk I did a day. And I stopped doing that totally. And I was obviously sleeping very badly. So the combination of that led me to start getting these cramps. But I put them down to the feeling of, of when you've exercised too much, you get that extreme stiffness. But I hadn't exercised. So eventually I decided it was stiffness from inactivity. I have no clue if there's such a thing, if you can get stiff from doing nothing. But I put it down to the fact that I was so inactive that just standing up was causing me to, to get stiff because I was doing so little exercise, the tiny bit that I was doing was overexerting me. In the meantime, I was just getting the symptoms that are now part of my norm. 
the, the leg pains when I sleep, the fact that I wake up paralyzed in pain, can't move. Um, I just put it down to some kind of weird exercise stiffness. Um, the tears and crying days back in the beginning, I put them down to um, PTSD. The fact that I wasn't coping with everything. I wasn't coping with, well, everything. Mostly work. Um, and, and, and I still don't understand that. that and, and I mean, hello, I'm living it. So if I'm living it and, and I don't understand it, just imagine trying to understand it. If you don't have the symptoms that we've got with fibromyalgia, one of them is, I wake up, I'm alive, I can breathe, I can stand up, I can work. What was wrong? Nothing. The episode was finished, right? So why can't I sit at my computer and work on a client website like a normal human being, like I could do, well, a week or two earlier, but I just couldn't. It was just so weird. And and even now, to this day, when I, okay, now I understand more that I have this faulty cadmium battery system built into me now. And if I'm not careful, I'm, I mean, in other words, I'm aware that even on a strong day, I've still only got, I don't know, call them six bars of power, that if I use it up all by 10 o'clock in the morning, which I don't do that often, well, then it's used up. Then I can keep breathing and watching movies for the rest of the day, but I cannot work. So now with the experience you learn and then, by the way, having said that, so sorry, by the way, I'm, I'm finished now at half past uh, 10, half past 10. <laughs> sorry, at nine and a half minutes, you can bail if you want. I just wanted to say how weird those early symptoms were, and, and, and we couldn't kind of, I couldn't understand them. But now that I know how fibromyalgia works and how that pain works and, and what can make it, what can flare it and what can't, it's cool. But here's what I was going to say is all of that is still only within my vision of fibromyalgia. So I know that if I read what other people go through, and, and yes, I have those days too sometimes, that level of I just can't work. So let's just call it a one-week flare. One-week flare is evil. Wipeout, I don't know what you want to call it. But yeah, when everything's messed. Uh, on one of the Facebook groups, Facebook groups yesterday, some woman said she was in a four-week flare. She hadn't literally got out of bed. She put on makeup for the first time in four weeks. And it kind of tired her out. And I thought, whew. Now, because we, as humans, try and equate that back to us. So I'm thinking, well, what is stressing her so bad that she can't get out of her flare. Because in my case, I know that it's directly caused by stress almost every time, financial, work-wise, time-wise, commitment-wise. It's anxiety or stress related to something in my environment. So my job then to fix it is to, to remove the problems of that stress. And if I do that, then within a day or three, I slowly get back to my norm which means I'm able to function, but kind of at half speed. And my level of pain goes up and down depending on what. If I'm not careful now, I'm, I'm upstairs in the house, so I'm up and down the stairs all day, and that's cool. Other people can't be, you see, so I'm telling you, some of us up and down. If I don't think, and I just walk and walk down the stairs, I have a very, very hard chance of stumbling because I, I get into what I call the owl step, owl. 
because I had I didn't think and I just stepped without waiting for my muscles to wake up and warm up. I don't know what the word is. So I stepped down on the step and I go through the first three or four steps going, ow, 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 before I realize stop and go slower. Hold on to the rail. Don't be a fool. But I suspect the other people that just can't get up and down the stairs. And some days I can't, but not often. Um, and in fact, even on the very, very bad days, I could still get up the stairs. I'll just go for a step and I'll wait a minute. And I'll go for a step and I'll wait for a minute and I will get to the top. Oh, with a lot of, uh, at that level, I would have got there and I would have cried twice on the way up the stairs. It would have been a mission. Um, other days, I can wake up before pull time. Is that called BPT? Um, I can pop down the stairs, let the, so I sat casually, this was only half hours, let the dog out to pee and walk up going one step at a time. You know, there's one foot, one step above each step. Now, that already is a pretty good day. So those days happen. All right, anyway, I'm at 13 minutes, and I think I just came here to tell you about the early symptoms I had on fibro. Um, I'm hoping that those of you that do find and follow my podcasts in time, over time, um, get some solace and some whatever it was, feeling of comfort from listening to what I can tell you from here. Because... It's like anything, if you can share a passion or a pain with somebody who's like-minded, um, it makes it a lot easier to, to cope with. Anyway, let me get out of here. I, um, sadly, talking to you has been fun. I've now got to go to the mission of creating a little image and, and sharing this. It's fine. I'll get it all done and take care. Cheers. <laughs>